You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Heidi ho kids. It's us, Jeffrey and Rona. Welcome to Biz Souls. I'm Rona, Rona Lewis, and... We're back in Disneyland. Hi ho, hi ho, hi ho. And that, that's Jeffrey Hansler. He's the other one. He's the tall one. Yeah. And uh, we get to the heart and soul of business and the people that make it happen. And I today, totally throw you off with that. You always I? throw me off with that stuff. That's the whole point. Improv. We had a great guest yesterday. We did. We, we had did. Dr. Michael Crupain come talk yes. about his Power Five cookbook which i have been playing with and having a great time thanks to melissa's produce and all their wonderful produce that they provide to to uh, to cook and he, i've been he, i've been hoarding it i don't think you've tasted anything else. no 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 and he's been on the book tour and so he just yeah. had a break and so he did a quick podcast for us and he's back on the road promoting the book and as he said it's a labor of love because <laughs> by the time yeah. you get through promoting it nothing. yeah i knew i know that anyway today we are talking about changing the changing the environment changing, yeah, of, 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 of organizations. For, of organizations. Yeah. And how did you you started thinking about it watching a bee? What was that? Yeah, okay, so we're out drinking coffee in the morning. I know it's not spring yet. And it's uh, I was where I had like a blanket over it my is, head. I it is so California. Yeah. Except there was a bee there and then the bee was for the flowers and, and so you know, the vision came to me. Bees are kinda like you know, consultants, external consultants, okay. and they go from flowers, and it's a symbiotic relationship. Without the bees, the flowers couldn't live because we're all worried about the bees. You mm -hmm. know, they've been dying, and they and the, so they they pollinate the different organizations. Correct, and and right now we're going through a dramatic change. So with the industrial revolution, we went through a fairly dramatic change, and uh, who was it? Weber. Let me see. I wrote down some He's notes. He's got notes. Yes. I wrote down notes so that I would be uh, a little more prepared on this, although no. I Weber, look him up so yeah, yeah, exactly. so prepared. Max Weber and Frederick Taylor. So when, when the Industrial Revolution was around, they, they talked about organizations needing to change, that you wouldn't have one person running it. You would have a board, and you would have this board could handle the complex problems of organizations that came up with the Industrial Revolution. And, you also had, and then you had specialists underneath mm -hmm. it, so it was a guiding body. We're going through another revolution now with AI and with technology. And in this revolution, what I've noticed and what I haven't seen is I haven't seen boards doing another shift or, or the leader CEOs do another shift. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, we, we have both worked in on the leadership side and, and with the employees, right. you know, up and down. And you have experience with, with boards that I don't have because I just, you know, for, I, I don't, I, I can't imagine boards because they are, they, they tend to be a little older and like old school and they like things a certain way, how open, and I, I may be wrong, so you can, you can talk to that, how open they would be to, you know, play and creative thinking and, and innovation because they like things as they, as they are, at least that's their reputation. So maybe you can talk to that. Well, yeah, that. and I just made a statement. It's so tying directly into yours. I've just made a statement that we're not seeing a lot of board shift. Mm -hmm. I am seeing the smarter board shift. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting beginning to get inquiry calls from CEOs about the, the function of the board and mm -hmm. their role and how they can make the organization stronger. 
And it's it started last year, I guess, where uh. people were talking about it, and it's just increasing. So I think intuitively the best CEOs and the best boards know they need to change. Now, Right. I agree now, with that. Now, the reason I ended up working with boards, because we both came from the, you know, from the streets on things. I came up through business development, though. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and I sales. Yeah. And because that's such a primary component of organizations, be they for profit or non profit, right. they have to generate funds either through fundraising right. or, or fees. Otherwise, or, or sales. <laughs> they, they go out of business no matter right. what they are. And so, because of that, I got included. I started getting invited in because of the success we had of generating you know, new sales, generating mm -hmm. new businesses, generating new focus. They invited me into the board and the okay. executive. So, I, I got to work with. With them and I think that's the only reason and I think now boards are much more open especially with the you know call for diversity within boards and people are doing it except they still haven't changed the map and that's the issue that's the issue they haven't what changed. do you mean by by map so so boards are they they handle three so a board for an organization so you've got the executives and you've got your board and a lot of times boards see themselves as just fiduciary. Mm -hmm. They're there to make sure that the CEOs don't make mistakes. They're there. And w what happens is they, they get caught in these patterns and they really just become a stamp for the mm -hmm. CEO. So Elizabeth Holmes, mm -hmm. the board completely fell down on their job. They, she, she was just kind of the dynamic leader and they were all kind of following along and they were trusting her and they didn't, they were just focused on, on the, the standard stuff that the, the rote stuff, it's mm -hmm. boring and they tuned out. Right. And that's one of the problems. So then this, you know, a, another thing boards have dabbled in is strategy. Mm -hmm. Only they're usually just approve the strategy or they just, you know, stamp it, it's okay, or they ask some questions about it. And they're not as actively involved in it. And so now, because of social media mm -hmm. and because of the change of organizations, boards need to can need to work differently with the CEOs. And this makes CEOs nervous and it makes boards nervous because nobody really knows how to do this. And Sorry. No, no, no. Finish, finish your thought because I have, I have a, a thought. Every so often I have one. So go ahead. Throw your well, well, one of the biggest changes. So this change when boards and leaderships are really looking at strategy was through Michael Porter's work. And, mm -hmm. and I've been talking about Michael Porter forever. And, and he's a genius in terms of what affects organizations. And especially for nonprofits, boards have a tendency to look just internally and they're mm -hmm. not looking at the big picture. So, so now we're at this point where it has to be um, you have to start thinking differently. And, and this is why I believe you're hearing more about creativity and getting more asked about creativity at a higher level. Yeah. Because this, you know, generating new ideas and working differently, it, it's going to require that creative and then innovative thinking, that transition. You've got to have the creative thinking, then you've got to have the innovative thinking. Well, and you have to have, it's, it's always a trickle down. The CEO, the, the whole C-level has to be open enough to allow for those ideas that are not theirs. And this isn't the way things are, are, are done. And, you know, I believe the smartest leaders have smarter people around them. That's Correct. what, you know, I was a great manager and I think a good VP because I knew who I had, you know, and I'm like, and I, I was incredibly vulnerable and transparent. And I think 
the C-level the, uh, suite has to be all those things. And from what you're saying, the board has to be like that also. I think they get a totally different view and they have to be more open to seeing the whole organization and what else can be done. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, interrupt me as I go through this. I want to go through... Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I want to go through a story. So I belong to an organization. The organization was one of the early organizations formed. It's in the... In the let's call it a sport activity that you require a certification. So we'll keep it vague because this is not a positive story. Anyway, this group was one of the first ones out and people on it had different ideas and those people left. Well, they grew other organizations and one of these organizations sold, uh, I guess it's close to near, nearing 10 years now, sold for like $900 million. Wow. Or seven hundred million dollars, whereas a lot, whereas a this, lot of money. The organization they came from hasn't grown at all. As a matter of fact, it shrunk, and now it's it's almost insignificant in the industry, mm -hmm. which is a shame. So anyway, I got elected to the board because the problem was the board and the culture of this thing. Well, and, I think well, culture is a, a huge factor. Finish your story. Go ahead. Anyway, so first of all. The we, board now, was. We, we only have thirty minutes. Yeah, Please I know. <laughs> well, I'll cut it short. The, yeah. So first of all, the board was only fiduciary, and it was rubber stamping, and they had a couple of strong personalities in it, and the strong personalities had a different idea. Except they were keeping secrets on the board, so there's no transparency going on, and this is a culture within the organization. They don't share with the membership of what's going on. Well, yeah, no wonder they're losing everyone. So, and I was trying to bring in ideas for the board growing, and one of the things we focus on is secession. How do you how do you make a stronger board? How do you improve it? Mm -hmm. And they they immediately quashed those ideas. And because I was bringing them up, they went into you know a John Cotter's four ways to kill an organization. Right. So first, there's delay, mm -hmm. and there were so many cases of delaying ideas, and we had to, I had to use. You know, I, I got them to do an innovation award uh -huh. and the amount of work to get that through. And since then, you know, and the idea is if they're rewarding innovation, maybe they'll become a little more innovative. Anyway, it was just a nightmare. Evidently and not. It, it was a comedy routine. I won't even go into the comedy well, routine. Well, yeah, they, it, it, it sounds like they were just so set in their ways and that fear and control thing came up. Right. In terms of transparency and communication, they brought up confusion. They brought up mm -hmm. fear mongering. And, and then, then finally, you. <laughs> and then finally to shut me up, they went after me with right. all these charges and things that were just made up. Now, the, the, I've only got so much time to waste on an organization that isn't going to learn. Yeah. So anyway, I, by the time I got off the board, the, finished my term, got off the board, mm -hmm. uh, the guys did get rid of almost all the people in the organization. The trouble is, is they brought in a new CEO and I called the new CEO and I said, here's what I've learned, here's what this. And the new CEO is like, I know exactly what's going on. I know how to handle this organization. I've done organizational development and it's been two years and he hasn't done a thing. And now the people that were trying to take over the organization before, mm -hmm. they're sneaking back in there by doing some of the business development things. And they're beginning to get this guy's ear again. Hmm. And they're just not gonna give up because these guys have their own agenda right, for that's themselves. What I was, that's exactly what I was them. saying, yeah. They just have their own thing going. They know what, what they want and to hell with everybody else, which is not a reason to be on a board. 
So, so this is where the bee thing and the flower thing comes in. One of the things that you could do, and I offered for the CEO, I said, look, I can come in and help you. I'm part of the organization. I care mm -hmm. about the organization. I can help you on this. And it's not about the money. It's just about helping the organization and making an investment, giving back to the organization. And he wants nothing to do with it. He knows that he's hero leadership. He's got to know it all. Right. Meanwhile, the board hasn't been in working on themselves. They haven't been improving. And I specifically asked him what he was going to do to develop the board. And he said it was going to, and none of that's happened because he doesn't want it to happen because if the board develops, they're going to ask different questions of him. Of him. Yeah. So this is why that B mm -hmm. coming in, that B is the outside consultant coming in. Mm -hmm. And getting them to poll pollinate, you look at pollination as mm -hmm. talking. Mm -hmm. Getting them to talk, have different conversations, get them to ask different questions, put them, it, gently walk them out of their comfort zone to do this and guide this. Which helps if you're fuzzy and striped as well. It does. Just like it, these. It, it, it absolutely does. <laughs> of course it does. And, and, and the idea is, and one of the exercises to bring them through is that creativity mm -hmm. session, the innovation session, and getting them to play. Because right now, this organization, just as an example, this one organization, they are so uptight. They've got their knickers so balled up. I don't see how they can breathe, let alone talk well, in and anything that's, yeah. that's not falsetto. And and that's, that's the importance of, of bringing a consultant is because... Most people don't who are in the organization, if they're trying to help a board, have no idea how to do it, and they'll just piss people off. Well, it's it, like, what are you doing? You know, we're not playing stupid games or whatever. Well, they're not doing it right. You know, you gotta ease into it and know what to do. And one of the one of the difficulties for the groups are that are doing this is is. You know, who, if you come in, if the, you're hired by the executive, then you're with the executive. A lot of times, what boards may do is they're bringing in consultants for the board, mm -hmm. uh, except they, you know, then you have a loyalty issue. It's really tough to find somebody that can transition and be the go-between and be the trusted advisor That's for what I was both gonna, yeah, who, who leadership has to be, and the board. They have to get someone who is objective. Who is like, this is, you know, if you're going to pay me, pay me. If, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to kowtow you just because you're giving me money. Right. And, one and that's, of, a, that's a tough thing. And one of the things, so this is a little pat on the back for me. Hold on. Here, you want to pat me on the back? There yeah. So, you know, the communication process I developed that I've yeah. been teaching for sales teams. Well, it's, it's For 100 not, years. Yeah, it's, it's not just a sales process. Mm -hmm. It's not just a persuasion process. This thing is a communication process. And all it does is it, it gives that fiduciary element to communication mm -hmm. where it allows you to dot the I's and cross the T's on things as you think through a creative process, a fiduciary process, a, a generative process of, of looking at new things and new ideas. And... You know, it, it came from a bunch of things. It is one of the things that I've, I've realized and seen the pattern in, in organizations that are very, very successful. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there are solutions out there. I'm just- They just have to, yeah, uh, they, they have to be open enough to, number one, realize that thing has to, things have to change. Otherwise, they'll be the blockbuster of their organization, of exactly. the industry. And they have to be willing to, they have to be self-aware enough that- they they realize that they don't know everything right and that sometimes another viewpoint is what what's needed to help 
bring about positive change. You know, it's funny you mentioned Blockbuster because in 1995, I spoke to the Video Software Dealers Association uh -huh. and they invited me in for customer service. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, as I was talking about it, somebody in the audience yelled about, well, you're not going to talk to us about return fees or late fees. And I said, well, since you brought it up, <laughs> because I was, I was directed not to talk about that. Blockbuster was the one sponsoring me at this event. And we started talking about it. And they were so set because they were looking at the fiduciary that the fees, the late fees, were keeping these mom and pop dealers alive mm -hmm. in many cases. And those fees were upsetting people. And Blockbuster, that was one of their highest revenue areas, was the late fees rather than the videos. And they just want, they couldn't get themselves out of it. And this is the problem with myopic boards and leadership is they, they, they just see their industry and not yeah. the threat of competition, the which is what yeah. they, they completely miss Michael Portner's you are generating and, and Blockbuster literally generated Netflix. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. so. And, and put themselves out of business. Yeah. yeah. They really did. And this is what I've seen going on in organizations. So I think, Rona, and to all the other consultants out there, I, I, our role is, is very important going forward for helping organizations because this is a massive change due to AI, social media, mm -hmm. and the changing infrastructure and, and the open communication links that are going on. And I, I can't even think of what Bitcoin and what digital money is going to do mm -hmm. because it's going to change the relationships right. within organizations. So Well, and I think that the, the one of the benefits of consultants is that it can alleviate or they can help alleviate some of the fear if the consultant can go in without fear themselves. Because consultants can I've I've seen that, especially inexperienced consultants who are so afraid to piss off the people that they're working with by, by giving them an answer that they don't want to hear, that they're of no help at all. And it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah, I ran across a consultant like that who you could just, he, he whatever they said, it was like, you know, he'd say black when they wanted to hear black and right. he'd say white when they wanted to hear white and red when they wanted to hear red. And it, he just had he no backbone whatsoever. Yeah. He just wanted that paycheck. Right. And that's that's a shame. And I think any any organizational person in charge of hiring consultants needs to really pay attention to that, especially just in their communication with that uh, with that consultant. Well, and I'm going to tell you, Rona, and you already know this, that the key to consultants being more effective that way is they need to learn how to play themselves mm -hmm. and they need to learn to lighten up on things. You need a, a close relationship. Mm -hmm. And this relationship isn't just a, it's, it's, it's a personal relationship at a high level, a kind of like in, in Oppenheimer, his relationship with Einstein, his ability to just yeah. talk to him mm -hmm. and, and share their fears and share their thoughts about what was going on. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing some consulting with an organization that's in the game industry, online games, in-person games. And so I'm, I'm working with the, with the co-founders and they use me as a, as a sounding board and I have no hesitation to, you know, to disagree with them. And this is why, you know, so I, yeah, that's, and they're, they're 
happy about it because I give them things that they haven't thought of or they don't have experience with, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not, and I, I told them when they first hired me, I am not a yes person. Right. I will never just, I mean, years ago when I worked with the founders, I, and I can say this because it's been a hundred years, the, the founders of Juicy, Juicy Couture Clothing Company, I, you know, they would tell me stories and I'm like, really? You know, no, <laughs> just no, <laughs> you know, and that's what, that's what, it, it may not well, be what organizations want, right. it's what they need. Well, and, and obviously, you know, because I, I, you know, you've shared with me some of the conversations, you, they obviously trust you. And one of the things that I really enjoy is you're bringing in those elements, those skill sets, and you're, you're binding them into the programs you're developing for right. them. So that the consultants or the trainers, facilitators that mm-hmm. have these will also have an eye. They'll, they've got a flavor of the bigger world with the bees are needed to come in and fly in and help pollinate, new, mm-hmm. g- generate new thinking. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess this is an episode on bees. On bees. <laughs> It is. So, yeah, all I'm missing is the yellow stripes. I don't look good in yellow. Not, <laughs> not, I'm a winter. That's what the, anyway. anyway, I'm, I'm yeah, very seriously. positive. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm very excited about the clients that are talking about this. I'm very excited to be involved in this. And it really is going to be a transformor, transformational state yeah. for organizations, the ones that take it. And well, then I the think, other ones, that we're, we're, I think we're going to have a massive organizations go out of business. Oh, I, that would not surprise me. And I think when you're that working make with, with companies, you know, the, the fact that you have board experience, it puts you ahead of a lot of other consultants who don't. I don't know a lot of consultants who have board experience. So that's a, that's a great niche right. for you. Right. And I've always re- recommended for people, you know, start off with a little local chapter trade mm-hmm. nonprofit, get on the board and mm-hmm. you, you get a, a, a feel for that stuff. You, you're not going to get, you're not going to get 50 years of experience in three years like I had, because you won't have an organization as toxic as this one that <laughs> I was, it was, it was just like, it was like, Hi, can I jump into a bath of acid <laughs> and and deal with it for long enough to have a positive impact on it? it, it it's, and, the, and you know, it's not just this organization. The entire that entire industry is is um, hurting because they've carried in these ideas that just don't function anymore. Yeah. And the whole industry is under slot well, and, and businesses are going out of business and it's consolidating and the protectionism that they had of not being able to buy stuff, you had to buy it through one of their retailers, mm-hmm. that's no longer there. You can right. buy stuff online, you buy direct from, you know, and they, they, they don't have any, they've lost this power base that they had before. Yeah. Well, and, and, I, and I think that that fable goes along with with or, or for any organization and, and i think that's why so many are afraid of of ai sure. because they're afraid it's going to put them out of out of business or the the ease of the the internet of 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 everything you know it's 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 not going to put them out of business if they can see things in a different way and look at different possibilities. So that's where the creative thinking, innovation, et cetera, comes in. And that's what the consultant bees do. We bring in a different way of looking at things. We bring in different questions for them to ask. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the ways to guide and educate a board about the changes going ahead so they can successfully navigate this radical shift that's going on. Yeah, there you go. Well, any other thoughts on that? Probably a ton. We could probably go on for hours. I think we should just 
keep All right. Short. I think I this mean, is, yeah, I think this is great for now. Made. We will just be buzzing along <laughs> as, we, as we buzz out of here. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hans. That's our story. We're sticking to it. This has been Biz Souls. <laughs> See you later. Thank you. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.